0: Welcome to the I Know the Owner 2 podcast. This is your boy JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell, back with you for the latest episode of the podcast podcast. Sorry that I've been gone for so long I'm I'm sure you haven't been missing me that much But things have kind of progressed uh, Dare I say escalated In the restaurant industry for my end It has been a busy few weeks since I've talked to you last So now I'm back to try to play a little catch up Talk about uh, what was the no mask mandate Now we're back to a mask mandate again Um we're talking about not pulling tips anymore. I'm a huge fan of not pulling tips anymore. Sorry, I'm a greedy little bastard. Probably going to finish up with uh, how I don't like the new guy any longer. Um, the new guy has officially rubbed me the wrong way. Um, if this was 10, maybe 15 years ago, I would probably have to run his ass out of Dodge. But I'm a kinder gentler jcb i'm sure some of you that know me are rolling your eyes as i say this but alas i think i am i have really restrained myself from trying to go at the new kid but neither here nor there let's start at the top what i would figure is the most important thing since we last spoke was the no mask mandate. The last time that we spoke, the no mask mandate was getting ready to go into effect. For those who don't know, that is basically saying that you can leave your mask at home, in the car, whatever the case may be. You don't have to enter the restaurant with a mask. That lasted about maybe 30 seconds. Um, for the Delta variant being back, we shouldn't say back, but being introduced into the play for COVID-19 the Delta variant has moved us back to the mask mandate which for me neither here nor there I didn't take my mask off when there was no mask mandate just because I just don't trust people in general um This is not a go get vaccinated segment of the podcast. If you go get vaccinated, great. If you don't go get vaccinated, that's your decision too. Like I said before, the reason why I'm doing it is because I don't want to get sick and have to fight for a hospital bed. I don't want to get anyone else sick and have them fight for a hospital bed. Um, I'm miserable as as a motherfucker when I'm sick, okay? I'm a big ass bitch. And I don't want to be a big ass bitch trying to fight for my life when it could have been preventable in this sense. Nobody is not going to get COVID because you get the vaccine. You're just going to have a lot less likely of a chance to be hospitalized. And I'm not trying to get hospitalized. Your boys got dreams, your boys got goals. I'm trying to get up out this spot. So at this point, there is no reason in the world for me to not to get vaccinated. Now is the reason why I did it. And that was the reason why I kept uh, my mask on, even when there was a reason not to. Did I stand out? Yep, stood out like a, a motherfucker. but with other reasons that if you know me, I stand out regardless, my voice carries. Okay, we'll just go with that. I hold a shit ton of pens. We'll go with that. The mask that I wear, it sets me apart from everybody else. So those three w- ways that you can identify me from the rest of the crew. Okay, so I'm going to stand out regardless whether I was wearing the mask or not. When we went back to the mask, obviously, that was n- not necessarily something that everybody wanted to get on board with. But unfortunately, that is what it is now. The funny part about that is when I go to St. Charles to do my other podcast, uh, for those who don't know, that is called Band from Ringside. For those professional wrestling fans out there, go check out Bam from Ringside, available every Friday on iOS and Android devices, wherever you listen to your podcast. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. Anyway, um, when I go out to St. Charles, it's literally like two different worlds. The... Quick trip here. You have to wear the mask. It's mask required. At least that's what it says on the the door when, when you walk in. When I go out to St. Charles, man, it's a totally different world. You can wear the mask if you want. If you don't want a mask, if you don't want to wear the mask, you don't have to wear a mask. And once again, that's neither here nor there. i usually wear the mask unless I'm going in and grabbing something and getting out like I should be in there in like two minutes. Then I won't have to do it, especially in St. Charles when it's mass required, I will be a good little boy and put the mask on. That way we won't have any problems. I'm just here to get gas, get cigarettes, uh, go grocery shopping, things along those lines. I'm not trying to make this into any sort of political statement about anti-mask anti-vaccine i'm not that dude okay i say what i need to say and we can move on um it's weird how two totally different places pretty much in the same city are doing it or fighting this battle in their own way which way is right i'll let you figure that out but back to the discussion at hand the mask mandate um it doesn't necessarily bother me um I know it It looks weird, it feels weird, but ultimately, I'm worried about my bottom line, the restaurant's bottom line, more so mine than the restaurant. I know if the restaurant's do, not doing well, then Jason can't be doing well because Jason might not have a job, and that's how we get that. But there's times where I have to be selfish, and I think this is just one of those times where I don't have to be selfish, but I want to be selfish, you know, for many months and we can guess I can start talking about the tipping portion of the program. For many months, we were pooling tips for those who are not aware what pooling tips are is basically if there's five servers on the floor, all the tips go into one big pool. We it five ways. Everybody walks with their one fifth of the share of the t- Total tip pool. When we first came back, I totally understood that. um, I guess that was, geez, so long ago. May, April of 2020. When we came back, um, I understand that. It makes sense. You know, you just want to get people in the seats. You know, you want to get people, the employees paid. You know, unemployment for us here in missouri wasn't that great did he float the boat yeah floated the boat but you know it could it could been better in a monetary sense and i'll say this for me personally i'm not the type of guy that would take unemployment and sit on it you know even if it was more than what i would make under normal circumstances which under normal circumstances it would be a little hard, I would say that. I'm gonna toot my own horn on this one. Jason makes good money. It's proven facts for those who have pulled with me. You know, your boy talks about ATC. And for those who don't get it, that's 82 seats. My philosophy is: any two seats I could take and make money off of them. If it's a two-top, four-top, six-top, whatever the case may be. If you give me two seats, give me four seats, I'll, I'll bring back some money to the uh, the tip pool, at least at that point in time. In this case, it's going to the Jason C. Bell Foundation. Um, that said, I'm just, I'm not a huge, the reason why I'm not a huge fan of pooling tips is for me, it always felt like that I was the one bringing in the most and coming back with $50, $75 less, $25 less each and every time. And I know it doesn't necessarily sound like much, but go back to the last podcast that I was talking about. If you do that every time, you do that over a few weeks, few months, and up uh, for a year, you would be amazed how quickly that number would rise. And it would be different, a little different if I was going to stay I'm still trying to talk about moving to Colorado as we speak. So in this scenario, Colorado ain't cheap and daddy needs to make some cash. So in this scenario, going back to not pulling tips for me has been a godsend. It it makes me a lot more relaxed at least towards the end of the night because I don't feel like I'm working for others. You know, I'm feeling like I'm working for myself. You know, if I'm getting my ass handed to me, on a Friday night at an hour before closing, I can kind of, you know, come on, Jay, you know, let's kind of finish up strong for this last hour. You know, you can go home, you can count your cash, go feed the cats, watch wrestling, do it. A normal person would do on a Friday night. I'm not saying they're watching wrestling on a Friday night is normal, but that's what I would do. So for me, it's a little bit more easy to motivate myself to finish the shift, knowing that this 150-200 you know, I've had a three hundred dollar night here or there, almost almost four at one point. It was just quick sidebar. Um I had a couple of two tops, one regular two top, one random two top. Um random two top gives me a hundred, regular two top gives me a hundred. Right there, that's two hundred off the off of four chairs. And that's why I kinda went with the ATC uh any two chairs. Theme That Sometimes it takes It does take It it, Don't get me wrong I got lucky there Okay My regular I would love for him to always Or them to, to always take care of me And Drop a hundred dollars every time, it ain't gonna happen. I don't want, I don't want to be getting to that point where I expect it to happen. Because if I do, then then I'm just being a little too selfish. Don't get me wrong. Jason loves to get paid, but if I'm thinking in my head, oh, here's a hundred dollars, and they leave me seventy-five. I shouldn't be upset. I should be loving that 75 because that 75 is probably, you know, 25, 30, 35% or whatever the case may be. And that, you know, that's the dream we all dream of, but I don't want to ever get to the point where I'm expecting James and Lindsay to drop a hundred dollars every time they see me, they got kids, they got a marriage, you know, they got their own thing to worry about. Random Joe Schmo drops in a 100 on me. You know, that's great because, you know, it's random. I probably won't see them for quite some time unless they request me, which, you know, knock on wood. That's the uh, the other dream. If they're going to drop a 100 r- right now and then hopefully remember me and request me down the line, this is where the Christmas season could be a little more profitable. It might not be something that I personally like with larger tables, but if they bring in their friends, they bring in their friends, friends and they all ask for me, then that does nothing but to help. Like I said, the Jason C bell foundation. Um, Like I said, for me, I got lucky there, but there are times where, you know, I have to grind it out and, you know, go through my six, seven, eight tables per night. You know, here's 30 here. Here's 40 here. Here's 25 here. And then it adds up to where I've had, you know, a pretty decent night. And that, to me, ultimately is what I'm looking for. I don't want to I don't want to piggyback off of anybody else's success. Okay, if Server B has a party of 15 and that party of 15 requested Server B, I should not have any any kind of qualms about how you know they're making that money. That's their money. I shouldn't I shouldn't want a part of that money. And I don't want a part of that money. Okay? For me, I'm very old school about this. This is like Russian roulette. You don't know what this table is going to to bring to you. It couldn't look like a table walking up where it's going to be absolute headache, hoop jumping and the whole shebang. And it turns out they're very, very nice and very easy. They tip well and they're on their way. And and then I've seen it where it's literally the complete opposite. They seem nice. You know, we have a good conversation and then it comes time to the order and then. Harry Met Sally came out and all of a sudden it's ridiculous hoop jumping for the minimal 15%. I'm just saying that's my minimal. I don't believe in 10%. If you're gonna give me 10%, don't give me shit at all. Um, So in that scenario, yeah, I think it is kind of like a a Russian roulette kind of thing. You just don't know what you're gonna get. I've had guests where I didn't think we hit it off at first and then all of a sudden you know, they're asking me, asking for me uh, as a, a call party. And I love that shit. You know, it makes me almost think that I'm a better actor than I really am, but sometimes, you know, you can kind of tell. At least not, I shouldn't say that. When having the mask on, you can't really see too much of my facial reaction. So at that point, I kind of like having the mask on because, God forbid, if somebody's making me mad, I can kind of mumble under my breath. And, you know, they can't see me, you know, definitely can't hear me. They can kind of maybe see my lips moving or whatever the case may be. But, you know, it would be a hard time hearing me. In you know, post COVID, pre COVID, I would have to kind of you know, grip my teeth, say it in my head, and then get my narrow ass back to the kitchen as fast as humanly possible so I can vent and be done with it. This scenario is more so, um, my kind of speed where you know, if I got to, and it's hard sometimes where my knee jerk reaction, I'm sure a lot of servers are this way is the knee jerk reaction is they, you know, a table has said something to, to kind of rub you the wrong way, maybe piss you off. And you have to continue that poker face no matter what. And I was having this conversation with a friend of mine and I was saying that I don't think it's necessarily a art form, a skill. If you pay me enough money, I, I will shut the fuck up. You know, I might, you know, talk about you kind of like in Friday style when Debo's in the room I shut the fuck up but as soon as Debo leave I'll be talking again I might do you like that but ultimately I don't think necessarily this is a skill per se you know it's how much are you willing to endure how much can you mentally you know be pushed before you push back and I think that's a lot of what service is you know I don't necessarily think serving tables is that hard. I know I've said this before, and I'll say it again. To me, serving is really, really easy, okay? If you're organized and you know the product, basically you know the menu, and you're organized where you don't have to take multiple trips, oh, I forgot this, I need to get that, oh, you know, my drink's dying at the bar. If you can do those two things, I think waiting tables is pretty easy now there are outside influences where i can't believe i wasn't even going to talk about this but now that i'm thinking about it um we just recently uh restaurant a had some of our kitchen staff put in their notice to go off to greener pastures um big shout out to adrian big shout out to chris big shout out to Kristen. you know all my peeps you know, all a part of my offensive line, if you will, since it is now football season, and having us losing those parts is kind of scary in the sense that we don't have enough pieces to replace them, at least not yet. It feels like one person has been replaced but yet still we need two more people to fill those spots now during that transition that's when times can get tough because those people are new and they're learning and there is a learning curve so you have to be cognizant of that fact that there is that learning curve but what that learning curve does kind of you have delays and people Have been known to be impatient in the past about, you know, where their food is. It hasn't been nearly as bad as it was pre-COVID. I think post-COVID, I think a lot of guests are just happy to be out again. Um, I don't think I've had a lot of you know, first-time guest. I haven't been out since COVID guest anymore, but you can kind of tell that I think some people are a little more appreciative about this. I think other people have kind of slid back into their old, um, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Bougie kind of ways, for lack of a better term, Um, which is fine. I mean, I get it. Uh, if If you come from... Money and you and money is I guess not all you've known but um, If you don't if you never had to really work for money It's going to be hard to kind of humble yourself and I think waiting tables Some of it is humbling yourself, you know, like I said before I got a huge ego I'll be the first to tell you I'm I might not be the the greatest waiter, but I'm in that top five (laughs) You know, I'm that dude and I don't want and i I just have that confidence about myself That's an ego that I have to put away sometimes when I see that a party or two a party or four they want to they want to impress whoever they're with, whether it's you know their significant other you know couples that they're friends with you know business associates, whatever the case may be. Sometimes you gotta you gotta humble yourself at, to, in order in order to get that money. Another quick story uh, for thirty seconds. I wear a Steelers mask for the football season. I wore it last year when they went eleven and zero, and then the wagon wheels f- fell off. And for that first eleven weeks, man, you couldn't. Sh- People would not even want to acknowledge the fact that the Steelers were undefeated. You know, oh, Steelers are great, blah blah blah. Man, as soon as they started losing, you. <sighs> there was literally times where I was like, I was not feeling coming into work to begin with, and I was thinking to myself, self, do we really want to put on the Steelers mask today? Because I don't want to have to snap on one of these fools just because of my football allegiance. Okay. At that point, that's where I was just like, man, this whole ego thing and I'm you know it's hard to have an ego, you know, because the ego this big gets bruised, but at a certain point, you know." I was ready to put away the Steelers mask just because I didn't want to hear it anymore. But it was so late in the year, we've gone this far. I figured I can't let these Jokers, you know, run me off of my allegiance at that point. We ran, wore the rest away until they were eliminated by the Browns. I might have wore it a week after that fact, and then, you know, we had to move on, switch it up to a new mask. I guess the moral of the story is, at least that part of the story, is. The ego in all aspects can get you in trouble, okay? this In this particular scenario, my ego can definitely get me in trouble because I'm a type of person that likes to... If you're going to shoot one across my bow, I'm going to shoot one across your bow. But unfortunately, in this case, shooting one across your bow could cost me some money before um, we were pulling tips or while we were pulling tips. I definitely was... um, Watching what I was going, was was saying because that was our money. Now now that it's back to being my money, I'm back to shooting from the hip and saying what not necessarily what I want to say, but you know if somebody makes fun of the Steelers, and I find out they're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I quickly bring up the Super Bowl. Or if they're a Dallas Cowboys fan, when was the last time that they went to the playoffs? Things along those lines. That's why I was saying before where certain people, there's certain people at, at Restaurant A that make their money because they they know so much about the menu or they make their money because they're so technically sound you know their fork is there before you know their entrees come up you know they always have the settings there before you bring out the food or before they bring out the food for me I think the best way that I make money is just by banter okay I can talk about the biggie but I want you to have fun, too, and if I can feel like you know we're having fun and we're having a little friendly banner, I think that goes a long way for me to make a little bit more money instead of thirty five maybe we get forty instead of forty we get fifty and that little banner over the course of time in a course of a shift, I think ultimately adds up as long as the guest does what they're supposed to do on their end. Let me jump back for a second because I was talking about the kitchen and how we've been taking parts out and they haven't necessarily been replacing those parts not necessarily saying it's you know by choice you know some some people don't want to work and I totally get that unemployment is paying them well we kind of talked about that before I don't necessarily think that's what this is in this case but neither here nor there I don't own the restaurant so I can't tell them how to uh, spend their money this is one of those times where I was saying before um waiting tables is pretty easy unless there's you know things around you that make things difficult and I was really worried and I'll be perfectly honest I was really worried about how the kitchen was going to operate without some of these parts and like I said for these parts for me they're integral just in the sense that they're experienced parts they've been there they know what to do you know a lot of these good people were here before pre-COVID, when we used to do over 200 people a night, maybe 220, and that would be a serious fucking grind. Where by the end, it was like you know the the smoke would start to clear, and you like you know what the fuck just happened. Um, that that can't be you know replaced easily. That experience just can't be replaced easily. So for me watching my friends leave as m- greedy as i want to be and as much as i want to make the most money humanly possible i can't be mad for anybody for any of them for upward mobility okay at some point the band always breaks up and i've said this multiple times on this podcast on Bam from ringside in real life you know Everybody's life has that, you know, fork in the road where you have to make a a major life-altering decision of some point. And these people have made their decision to leave restaurant A. I ain't mad at nobody. Okay, it's gonna make my life a little more difficult. Yeah, because you know, at some point, a new person's gonna come in. They're gonna have to learn and. I'm gonna have to kind of work with them as best as I can to minimize my mistakes and hopefully you know they can get acclimated to the system as quickly as possible, but that's the stuff that I was talking about before where if something is going on in the kitchen where you know you're a man short or you know for a little bit of time we were a man down uh behind the bar, you know this is where things can get difficult, where you know the four tables that I had two weeks ago now all of a sudden feels like six because things around me are slowing me down and it feels like it's t- it's taking me harder to to catch back up so like I said I'm appreciative of the kitchen in this scenario and I need to uh I really need to get them their uh their gift as a way to I'm I don't know why, actually I know why I stopped it was uh the week of fourth of july usually i give them them being the kitchen a, a bottle of jameson for, you know as a personal thank you from jcb to them um and when we had that week of uh fourth of july i stopped bringing it because they're already done and then for whatever reason i haven't brought one back since so I guess this is kind of the reason why I do these pods, not only to entertain myself and you, of course, but to remind me of things that I need to be doing. Note to self, bring Bottle of Jameson to the kitchen. A um, couple other things, and I'm going to get up out of here. Um, Let me jump to the new guy. Um, I don't wanna necessarily want to run him down that bad because, like I've said before, to other people in real life. Um, this is not what he he does for a living. This is not who he is, okay? He has some restaurant experience, but he's not a server, if that makes sense, okay? His His job is, I believe, marketing, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, you got to make some decisions that... You know might not be something that you necessarily want to do but you got to do to keep food on the table and this is one of those things where i think you know the new guy saw that we were hiring he came in pretty much hired off the spot okay that is what it is like i said then my th- theory on it is you know you can you don't have to teach them bad habits or break them of their bad habits. He's so n- green and new that all he would know is how we do it at restaurant a and that's e- kind of easier to ingrain versus breaking their bad habits that they used to do. And then ingraining the habits that they they need to do for restaurant a now, I'm not sure. Actually, I take that back. I know when it finally clicked, where I was just like, "Okay, see, I don't like this motherfucker." I guess it was a couple, maybe three weeks ago. We were uh, we're at work, and I come in early because I'm a fucking idiot, and you know, polish my station, and you know, start doing side work, doing. At least my side work and then the main reason i'm there early is to do dinner napkins for the tables because for whatever reason nobody else's hands are able to do that but my own but neither here nor there um when i came in this one particular day there was no power there was no internet so that would pose to be posed to be a huge problem where now i'm thinking Okay, we don't know you know what to set the dining room tables up for you know whether this table needs to be a party of four, whether this needs to be a six you know do we have to polish the back? We had no access to basically the reservation books because obviously everything is done by technology nowadays. So why would you need to write anything down unless you absolutely have to? And in this case, you don't because technology takes care of everything. So basically we are fucked. We have no computer. We have no internet. We have no nothing. So of course I'm scrambling around like a chicken with his head cut off trying to polish all the tables. I figured that was the one thing that the most important thing that needed to be done was to get the tables polished so as i'm polishing the tables you know my other cohorts come in the new guy comes in and it's it's a couple minutes late but you know neither here nor there that is expanded from like two to five minutes he just strolls in sunglasses on you know just not a care in the world god bless him so uh, he caught my attention because he was late off the bat and i was listen to um, Spotify on my headphones and it's basically no, you know noise reduction. I mean, you would have to physically look at me and I can see your mouth moving. I couldn't hear what you're saying, but I can see your mouth moving at that point. I know you're probably talking to me. I need to take my headphones off so we can have a conversation. So I'm behind the new guy and I'm watching him polish a, a table that I hadn't polished yet. It was one of the most lack lack of days ago, I guess, lazy half assed efforts I had ever seen in almost the six years that I've been at Restaurant A and it pissed me the fuck off. Now at that point you know, why would why would it piss you off, Jay? Okay, well first and foremost he, new guy, is a representation of us as the collective fold, as servers in general, as servers for restaurant A. If new guy decides he's not going to put forth effort and, you know, not polish the glasses, not polish the silverware, or not do it well enough, you know, that's a reflection on us, and that makes us look bad. If his shit is dirty, then, the mindset of the guest is, then what else is dirty? What does the kitchen look like? Things along those lines. Apparently, and I've never worked with them. Let me just take a step back to, the, the second reason why I was pissed off is because now that we're pooling, what if I got that table because there was only three servers that day. It was myself, the new guy, and one other, two other people that started, one person left, so it was like three of us and we had to pull the restaurant. Anyway, the new guy was uh, one of the people that left and I was like, okay, well, what if this table becomes my table, the table that you just decided you weren't going to put forth any effort into at all? What if now I got to take this table thinking, not looking that if you were, uh, if you polished it half-assed, I just know in my mind, if you polished it, I just so happened to see how you polished it, which was half-assed. What if I didn't know that? What if I came to the table and, you know, the guests immediately start saying, this glass is dirty, this, you know, the silverware is dirty, stuff like that. You know, that's just a bad look. And especially if I gotta, you know, make this thing happen on this table and then, you know, share the money. The least you could do is set me up for success. And I think that's go, that, that to me has been a, my biggest problem with the new guy is that he won't do much for other people besides himself. And don't get me wrong. I'm as selfish as they come. I'm as greedy as they come. I love my money. But when it's time to stay late to you queer know, the China out from the kitchen, I don't mind staying late. That was the way that I was taught. New guy wasn't taught that way. So I had to throw, I guess, some of the training underneath the bus. I don't think I didn't train him at all. So in that scenario, I can't necessarily blame myself. But on the flip side of it, I would have done the same thing, too, at the end of the night when, you know, we had done the paperwork. I wouldn't have made him stay to run the China from the kitchen, you know, back out front just because. In my mind, there'd have been plenty of time for him to do that, and he'll get get his fair share of that the way I did, the way others did, you know, before me. Nobody has really put this kid's feet to the fire and said, you have to stay. Has it happened? Maybe once or twice, but nobody has really been like, no, motherfucker, you can't leave early like you always do or always want to do all the time, Okay. That's on us as a group. Um, I know myself personally. I wouldn't be able to do it nicely. Well, I shouldn't say that. I did I did have to pull the new guy aside once because he and another server kind of got into it on the night that I wasn't there. Um, and I had told him just, you know, a little friendly advice that, you know, we talk, we being the servers talk, and, you know, you don't have the most sterling of reputations right now. Basically your reputation is that you're lazy and if you want to be lazy, that's, you know, that's on you. But my suggestion is, is that, you know, you kind of pick it up a little bit, you know, stay until, you know, somebody else is like, Hey, you can go. Usually that person is me where we're at the end. Everybody's sitting around and there's no point of us all sitting around, you know, two or three of us that have been done for a while let start getting people up out of here and people can go their ways he never really did that once he was done he just thought he was done maybe he's starting to see the light after a little friendly chat maybe he in his head told me to suck a bag of dicks i don't know i'll just say this i like the fact that i have the new guy around because he's a body But that's the all he really is at that point he is a body um he and i's relationship is not that good i don't necessarily need it to be that good you know as long as he comes in and does his job that's all i really am worried about because as long as we're not pooling i guess that's ultimately the bottom line for me on that one um just not a big fan of the new guy. I'm sorry. I've given him a chance. You know, he he just seems a little too, too self-centered. And for somebody that's been using the word greedy and selfish, for me to kind of say that about somebody else kind of says something. He's a little too aloof for my taste. Um, it doesn't look like he cares. And I'm not asking for him to you know, shed blood in the name of restaurant a, but you know, at a certain point there needs to be some sort of investment into the restaurant that you're making your money from. It just doesn't look like to me personally, he gives two fucks as long as he makes the money he's supposed to make in his mind. And he can leave as soon as he can. Um, Quick last thoughts, here is i guess just overall where this podcast is going because i had kind of thought about you know what was i going to talk about on this podcast where you know what where are we going i know we started off one way bringing in people bringing in guests And that kind of fell a little south with the the Dinah Dash episode. And that's kind of on me. So I'll take the fall for that. Um, Like I also said before, that if you allow me to procrastinate, I have no problem with procrastinating. And that's another reason why we've had this uh, gap between episodes. That's on me as well. I guess where I'm having a problem is, is that, you know, what? what do what can i talk about moving forward what do you i don't want to just talk about things that make me mad that piss me off all the time because i mean that could be an you know a flow of of things of from people snapping their fingers trying to get uh, my attention or the buster's attention i think that was that happened a while ago just to get some bread. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, is free bread that goddamn big a deal where you gotta literally flag anybody down that can, you know, in your vicinity so you could get some more free fucking bread? Get the fuck out of here. That's... Easily, the one of the dumbest things. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people are flagging you down for free shit. Sit your ass down, goddamn. If you wanted to drink that goddamn bag, you wouldn't be, full. well, actually, I've seen that happen too, so I take that back. Anyway, I digress. Um, I guess I'm just trying to figure out what the, is there a next level to this podcast? Could I be doing more? I know I could be doing more, but what more could I do? Um... I don't want to necessarily bring others in and blow up my identity because that's my biggest concern. Um, unfortunately, I need Restaurant A for a little bit, so Restaurant A is going to have to be the bread and butter. I was thinking about getting a second job. Um, Restaurant A is is doing the job so far. I've gotten a nice little stack put aside for the move but in my the back of my mind i was thinking maybe if i got a second job just running food i don't want to do like i did beforehand and you know wait tables for lunch and dinner by the time i rolled over to dinner i was already kind of mentally burnt out and it was only four o'clock and i had a a whole shift ahead of me and this was right around you know the christmas time and it was it got kind of got mentally tough there for a little bit you know the money was great do not get me wrong anytime you can make $100 on a hundred dollars on the lunch shift you take that every day twice on sunday and you run for the hills um if covid never would have came I'd probably i'd probably still be doing both jobs because once again like i said i'm just greedy like that and I couldn't. You just can't pass up a hundred dollars a shift for lunch. It just those who wait tables, who's done this for any length of time. If I told you you could make a hundred dollars, you know, pretty much three times a week, and then go to your other job and have a dinner shift, I'm, most people would be jumping on that without hesitation. So that was the reason why I personally decided to to keep both jobs until COVID finally hit us in uh, February of 2020, neither here nor there. Um, I'm open to suggestions. So if you see me after you hear this pod, if you, wanted, if you want me to talk about something in particular, let me know. Say, hey, motherfucker, bitch about this. Hey, motherfucker, can you talk about that? Um, go to Facebook, that's always a good spot. Uh, I know the owner to Facebook page. I'll take any suggestions, any, you know, you need to do this better. We need we want to talk about this. I want you to talk about this. I want you to talk about that. So there's plenty of ways that we can make this thing happen. But like I said, um, I don't want to just come on here and talk about things that I'll always talk about. So if there is something that you want to talk about or you, you want me to complain about because I'm pretty good at complaining about shit. Please let me know. Reach out to me. Uh, plenty of people that listen to the podcast I work with or I interact with. And all you need to tell me is, hey, motherfucker, talk about this or complain about that. Um, if it's a scenario where I have to bring in someone to talk about, or not talk about, but talk with, you know, we can always work around that. I've had. Um, empress which she was a call-in guest so you know she called in to talk about you know the hostess uh how great they are (laughs) and (laughs) no I ain't shit um how great they are and the fact that their job is not as easy as we may think as servers so I know I've I've ran into people before and and they've said that you know hey I want to get on hey I want to get on so here's your chance Next time you see me, next time I'm out and about, next time you, uh, you're you on Facebook, go over to Facebook, You know, throw a suggestion out there. If I like it, I'll do it. If I don't, I'll tell you that I don't like it and not to take this shit personally. <laughs> like I would take nothing personally if you said that my podcast sucks. It's a work in progress. There is no real rhyme or reason to it. It's just something that it's almost like a confessional on your favorite mtv show back in the day is this this is just me speaking my thoughts and and my opinions about the restaurant industry and in specific restaurant a and unfortunately like we all know restaurant a can't be discussed or at least mentioned on that lovely note i i think i'm done rambling it's just underneath an hour and that's how i like to do it keep it short sweet to the point so i will start to bid you all adieu please go out support your local restaurants your local servers uh local markets all that good stuff it's easy to go to the chains but the local independent restaurant tours are the ones that kind of need you the most so please go out and support them um I haven't heard the cats for a little bit, so that's what I'm going to go check out next for the tag team champion cats of the world, Billy and Lucifer. It's your boy JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell, and I'm out. Holla. Bon appétit, bitches.